it's Earl. Hey, it's Four Ends, and together we are Character, Character Replay. Replay. Okay, guys, we are back with part two of Carrie Radshaw. We are just going to finish off Big and Aiden because you probably noticed we started talking about Aiden last week, but we didn't get all the way into him. And that's because we wanted to give you kind of a full gist of Aiden and Big in this episode. So we will get into that. This is what really just irks me about her is that even in the relationship, even before the cheating part, he was patient and I guess and that's what you need you have to be understanding of one another and all of that stuff to learn and grow and get to know one another and then she cheats he ends the relationship and instead of you to leave this man alone you stalk him and you harass him for months for like who does that is what I don't like who does that how do you think that that's okay because if that was happening to her all of her girlfriends would be like oh my god no how dare he who is this guy let's call call the police." police like do you know what I mean? All the Karens will come out of the woodwork, but no, because it's Carrie Bradshaw. It's cute. Um, yeah, it's not cute. It's also just embarrassing. And what I didn't understand is, why didn't any of her friends tell her? I, I mean, wish they gave her a talking to. I think, uh, was it Miranda or Charlotte said to her basically? It's always Miranda. Yeah, I think it was Miranda. It was like, so you need to leave him alone. Like, if you know. Yeah. I think people did tell her. And so did, um, didn't, what's his name? Steve? Steve Miranda's boyfriend thing yeah he did he did but that's because he's friends with Aiden and he was just like Aiden's the end of his stuff like leave my name yeah but either way she like I said she had no self-awareness because even as people were telling her this she didn't she couldn't absorb it and be like oh actually you know what I really fucked up let me just leave him she didn't even listen no she continued to hunt him down it's so true for me what really annoyed me was you hunted this man down you had him and then you were so entitled you wanted him back on your terms all he asked you to do was not talk to big which is a which is a fair request you cheated on this man with Honestly. this guy and you said no do you know what what a, what a cow that's the thing that is the thing and the thing is even when they got back together after six months of harassment because like why wouldn't anyone freaking cave into that shit but even after they got back together he they move in together he proposes he buys her apartment and then starts complaining about feeling suffocated. You have been stalking this man, desperate to get him back, and now you are suffocated in the relationship. He really wasn't doing anything different. And all he was doing was loving her. That, initially, do you know what I mean? And on top of that, initially he was like, okay, I'm just going to have to trust you and be okay with the fact that you're friends with Big. But I think he saw them like either sneaking around or just something was just mm. amiss. And just, it wasn't, something was suspicious. So then he said, actually, this isn't comfortable for me. You need to stop. You need to either pick the guy, like me that you said you want to be with and like have a life with or this guy that you cheated on me with. That shouldn't even be a question. Why should he then ask you? And she was like, don't make me pick. You're not going to like it. Do you know what I mean? Why should... Why should he ask you to stop speaking to the man that you cheated on him And with? I was like, you are a raggedy bitch. How? Like, I don't... It just doesn't make... I, do, I, I just don't get it. Like, that should have been your thing already, that, damn, I cheated on my partner with this person. I need to cut him off. How good of friends are you and Big that you actually still need to be talking to one another? Because I can tell you for free, you're not. Yeah, her and Big have zero... Literally, zero chat. And with all of this, she had the audacity to be, like, watching him <laughs> about how he talks to... Was it Shayna or something? The woman at the bar. Like, and... Oh, God... Is. Do you know why that is? It's because she knows what she's capable yeah. of. And if you know that, you think other people are capable of the same thing. And then, you know, she decides that she couldn't. And then she starts another... Um, yeah, she decides that she couldn't, um, like, stop speaking to Big. Yeah, and I guess Aiden also realises he's obviously not past the past the cheating. 
Um, so they break up completely, which I think is the best thing for Aiden. He needed, like, he need, he she didn't He needed a, a whole better woman. Yeah, for real. And it seems like he got that. When we see him later on, like, I think where he, um, I think he's, like, carrying one of the kids he has. And I don't know if we see his wife's face. I can't remember. No, yeah. we don't. She's in the shop and he's outside. Yeah. And then we see him, like, being dad of the year and all of that good yeah. stuff, which was really cute and really sweet to see. But it was at that point where Carrie's like, oh, I realised that this isn't the life I wanted, and which is fine, like, with the kids and stuff. But then if you fast forward to when she's with Petrowski, she then says, oh, but what if I want kids? Like, this woman needs to make up her goddamn she mind. She needs to grow the fuck up. You're too old to be this confused about what you want from life. Honestly. And then, last but not least, the infamous Mr. Big. The Donald Trump and- Oh my goodness. First of all, I will say is that when we find out his name, I remember thinking, I don't know if everybody else did, but I remember thinking, this is so boring and lackluster. And actually, it's not that John is a bad name at all. But my issue is, I think because it was built up for so long, we're expecting something so like... I I can't even think of what the name could have been, but I was just expecting something that wasn't just so standard. Yeah. You know? And then you hear John and you're like, oh, we should just stick to Mr. Big. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but so him and Carrie meet he is a wealthy man who he I think he's there from the very first episode and he actually accidentally bumps into Carrie like they meet accidentally it's not like a planned thing and they actually keep accidentally meeting quite a few times Um, because I also remember the scene where they were walking down the street and then she bumps into him bumps into someone and her bag spills on the floor and there's hella condoms on the floor and hella (laughs) stuff and he's there collecting her bag for her and packing it in and she's like super embarrassed but then she's still like think she can style it out um so yeah like they like the whole flipping show is about their freaking story like it starts at the beginning and that's the overarching story yeah. of the whole um the whole i guess sex and city yeah so they start like they bump into each other every now and again and i think they i think he says to her like maybe we should i can't remember the line but something about like let's bump into each other on purpose and then she's like oh my god this man wants to date me and i'm just thinking yeah yeah, they do that and then she's oh, so they do that and their dates really just consist of them going to some hidden Chinese place that she thinks that that's where men take women they don't want to be seen with to and then having sex like every time she always wants to she do you know what even from the very beginning Big has never tried to involve her as like to be a main feature in his life he's never tried to include her he's she's always been on the periphery he's always tried to mm. keep her as an extra and she's been so desperate to be featured as a main character like even to the point where like the restaurants he takes her to and stuff like that it's just places that he never does anything to signify or as a marker I'm trying to take you seriously as this he's you're just yeah. there and then that's why she has to start sneaking to um to go and see his mom yeah I think she this also highlights this relationship also highlights her lack of self-awareness and also how self-absorbed she is because yeah. a normal person would kind of have um common sense so for example she met big in his 40s he had already said to he'd done the marriage thing you know he he's no good at it he's just living his life and then she hunts down his wife that for me is like a red flag that okay this is not somebody who is serious about like relationship if i know i want something serious i can have fun with this guy he can fly me to paris for the weekend cool but i'm not gonna give my heart to this guy but she was so head in the cloud so only thinking about herself she just saw it as well I want something serious. We're dating. So therefore it had to be serious. With zero communication, because what we forget is Carrie is the protagonist of this show. So we hear things from her perspective and we feel her, we hear her pain and her hurt. And 
Okay, guys, can I just say it? It just shows how bad of a person she is because it's very difficult for you to not like a character who you can hear their thoughts and their thought processes. But we hate her or her thought process rather. <laughs> that is so true. Um, but yeah, like she'll do erratic things. I like just show up at his house screaming about the state of their relationship without communicating to him that, oh, I want something, you know, serious. Let's have a conversation or just assumptions that she's going to Paris without having a conversation with him. Sometimes, like for me, I thought that there was a lot of disrespect in their relationship from him. But on the other side of things, she didn't communicate with him. So we might sit here and think that we might sit here and think that Big was such a bad guy and he did this and he did that and he did the third. Whereas for him, he probably was just being honest and he he thought that they were both on the same page. And because she wouldn't communicate, you know, it came across as if he was an asshole, whereas he really wasn't. I mean, he did a lot of asshole things, but overall, Carrie was a shitty communicator. And also she lacked self-awareness. You don't need to be told if a man is telling you he's just had a divorce, he's done the marriage thing, it's not for him. Why does he need to spell out to you, I am not looking for something serious? And yes, I think there was a lot of... Um, he used to antagonize, not antagonize her, pa- um, patronize her a lot. Like he would call her like kid. So if a guy's calling you kid... Does this seem like somebody who wants to be like, who sees you as someone who he wants to be in a serious relationship? She, and that's the thing. She's toxic because he also said like, you, you know, you haven't had love. You don't know what, you know, he basically said, you don't know what life is saying. He's telling you, he doesn't want to be serious about you. You're, 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 sis, you're too young. This is just for the shits and gigs. (laughs) You're too young, sis. (laughs) Leave grown folks to their business. Like, he really said, stay out of grown folks' business, and she didn't listen. Literally. Literally. You go sit on the step of your juice box, let the adults have a conversation. But she couldn't, you know, <laughs> Not so... Not the jukebox. <laughs> it's so true. I think she loved it. I think she loved being that, like, little damsel in distress. So the kid thing for her was like, oh, for her, I think she found it really endearing. Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely how she took it. But I agree. I think because we hear Carrie's thoughts, we can always, we almost fill in the blanks for the things that she didn't say or communicate to the other character. Yeah. Whereas the other character is really just hearing the things that she isn't saying. And even if you're, you know, seeing a dating guy like that, and or you meet a guy, and he said, he did say, I've done the marriage thing. I don't want to do this thing again, or I'm not ready for that now. First of all, why are you trying to hunt down his wife to find out about his life that is fucking mm. crazy to start with but even secondly she's why insane you even communicate like why like you're dating even if you want to date to begin with and you're like this is a bit of fun and at the point when you think maybe i want it to get serious and i'm not sure because this is what he said that's it so at that point you have a conversation and you say well actually this is where i'm at this is what i'm seeing this is what i want if it's not what you want i'm out of here but she her, it's her obsession mm. to fix these men and change these men and mold yeah. them or mold herself into what they want is the problem like i don't understand why she can't see mm-hmm. someone and see this it's like take trying to fit a square peg into a circle into a round hole it's not gonna work she is the square if it can't fit, it just doesn't work. Why are you trying to shave down your sides, hun? You're a square for a reason. That's okay. Literally. And she's emotionally immature because, yes. like, if you really wanted to know what happened with his ex and, awesome. like, have a conversation with him, like an adult, why are you hunting this woman down all the, on the force? And it was so embarrassing so because she knew... The, the woman knew that, like, yo, I know you're dating big, like... <laughs> His wife was What did you want her to say to you? <laughs> like, what were you... Ex- was, were you expecting her to tell you all the sex positions? I, did? I don't understand the premise of that conversation because it's not like you're marrying him, so you need to know the red flags of marrying this guy. You've been on a few dates, love. Like, what are you doing? It was just so embarrassing. And that's the thing. You know how you really can't stand... Um, 
Well, sorry, it's not you, but I know there's some people that really can't stand Michael Scott because they're like, he's so embarrassing of a secondhand embarrassment. That's how I feel about Carrie Lake. That episode where she stalked his wife and his ex-wife, sorry, and pretended she was writing a children's book and was coming up with some bullshit storyline. The secondhand embarrassment I felt from that was just unfathomable. I just... Yeah. I just... How can people... That episode and the Paris episode were very cringe. I just didn't get it. Where she thought she was going to Paris and she bought French fries. Oh, my God. Exactly that. And it's like, how can you just assume you're going to Paris because you've been dating? At what point is that communication? So you really think I'm going to go move across the world with someone and at no point he said, hey, let's plan this supposed life that we're going to live together. Well, you're just going to show up. I feel like Big made it clear every step of the way how he saw her. Yep, she didn't want to listen. And again, she's so airy-fairy, she couldn't swallow. Even the Paris thing, he was like, he he had no plans of telling her. Like, he was like, yeah, I'll tell you when I tell you, because you're not the top of his priority list. And... That should have told her at that point, at least, even if you thought you was going somewhere. When he said, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go. We'll see what happens. I'm not really... This relationship yeah. isn't something that I need to hold on to about going to Paris. I'll catch you when I get back. That should have told yeah. her. And then he comes back married and then she's like, oh, my God, he went to Paris. He got married. Um, that scene in the restaurant where he told her, <laughs> that is one of my, like, most, the most cringe scenes in all TV history I just was like, Carrie, 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 girl, Carrie, girl. Um, on, I just, I just don't understand. Because I think, okay, what I will say is I'm not even going to absolve Big of his responsibility because I agree yeah. that, yeah, Carrie didn't communicate. But Big was a prick and he really did take advantage. Yeah. He patronised her. He did make her feel stupid. He did belittle her at times. Um, but he'll do this thing. Like, he, the thing is, he was forever unattainable. And I think that was the pull for her. Like, he'll do this thing where he'll come forward a little bit and then lean back. And it was just... And then like, pull back. Like, yeah. what the fuck? You, and he knew she loved what he that was dance. doing. Yeah, and he loved it. They both got a kick out of it. Like, he is mad toxic. But for her, mm. for herself, she should have saved herself and kept herself out of that situation. He gave her a toothbrush and she was like, oh, this must mean something. Babe, it was just the other toothbrush head. Like, oh my God. The, the, the picture in the sock drawer. Oh my God. And funny enough, I started watching the show that episode. So I came downstairs one day and my sister was watching it and I saw this episode and she was like, how dumb is this bitch? <laughs> Like, this guy, if he was serious about you, why would he put a picture of both of you in a sock drawer? Would he not put it where everyone could see? And she she literally just had this she, those stupid soliloquies she did at the end where she was like, and then I knew that in his heart, Big loved me. <laughs> and all I needed to do was be the woman he always wanted me to be. You deserve an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> this, the two, the, that, that soliloquy, and then... Um, then I had a thought... Maybe I didn't break Big. Maybe the problem was he couldn't break me. Maybe some women aren't meant to be taken. Maybe they need to run free until they find someone just as wild to run with. Oh my God. When him, literally when him and Natasha were getting, she ran up to him at their engagement party. Who does she think she is? When that stupid, the dress was great, but she's so fucking annoying. And Natasha knew something was up. She's so annoying. And this is, again, it's that lack of self-awareness because, sis, this whole thing of him marrying Natasha had nothing to do with you being a horse that couldn't be tamed. (laughs) He didn't want to tame you. He's a guy that fucking couldn't be tamed. And he didn't want to tame you. He's the one that couldn't be tamed. He said to you he didn't want marriage and then he married someone else. Nothing to do with you being a horse that couldn't be tamed. You're the furthest thing from a horse that can be tamed. You're probably the most malleable substance on this planet Earth. All you need is a rich guy and you're... How can you extrapolate from that? I was a horse that couldn't be tamed when this man made it clear that he did not want you. You cannot say that when someone isn't even trying to find you. Fam. I couldn't be found. Was I looking? 
No, girl. She just had a curly perm that day and she thought, okay, yeah, I'm a horse that can't be tamed. Like my hair, sis, sis, sit down. Oh, I just didn't get it. I was just like... Carrie would be anything for a rich man. She would be a candlestick maker, a baker, a sit. If he told her to be a potato, she would be a potato. She would find a way to morph and become that potato. And that is the problem. And now suddenly you can't be tamed. You literally, he has you wrapped around his finger. Stop it. Stop it. If anything, he wanted Natasha because she's a woman of her own. The most unruly thing and wild thing about her was the hair that she had that day. That was literally it. And the thing is, Blake was a prick. Like, he was a big prick, but he was consistent. He was always a prick from the beginning. And all the poor and the uncertainty with him was that was the thing that was consistent with him. You could be sure with Big that you would never know where you stood, but yet you were still going back for more. And who sent you? And then even at the point where he then became another woman's problem you could have just dusted mm. your hands off him and been like do you know what that was a close shave yeah I say so you're still running around stalking that man all over the place and determined that but we could still be friends what friendship are you holding on to what friendship are you looking for I don't get it to the extent where she invited him to Aiden's house do you remember that house in the woods I'm sorry do you know how crazy that is the man you cheated on this guy with you have invited him here for what because he's sad are you crazy there's certain things you don't do to people she is she well, you can't bring the person you cheated on your boyfriend with to your boyfriend, your fiancés. Exactly, your whole fiancé. This big had zero respect for her. Do you remember when she got uh, engaged and he was like, you're not the marrying type? And she laughed it off. How can a guy that you were with and you so desperately wanted to be his everything tell you you're not the marrying type? And he went to marry somebody else. After telling you as well, he was done with marriage and he'd done the marriage stuff. And then when he was ready for you, after he's played his play, he married you. He still married you and you have no shame. Even on top of that, he left her at the altar the first time and you still went and married him. After all the years of the back and forth... Are you not embarrassed? This is really embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. Carrie Marie Bradshaw, are you not embarrassed? Sometimes it's good to collect shame. It's good to be... It's good to have shame. Literally, it's very important in this life to have shame. A man embarrassing you up and down. Are you kidding me? Girl... Climbing through church in your pedal pushers and spaghetti top to see someone's mum when they don't want to see you. For, for big... I'm sorry, but I'm sorry to be crude, but I hope Big has like the. I hope his sex, his sex game has to. No, nah. I just don't think any kind of sex is worth can explain that level. You're willing to embarrass yourself up and down all over town like that. Is it crack? Is it crack? I just don't get it. And like, so he goes, he marries um, Natasha, and then she's still desperate to be friends with them. And then the friendship that they never had then evolved into some affair, which I feel like. I knew that was always going to happen because what the fuck? Like, what else were you expecting? So desperate to be around this man. And for some reason, I think Carrie was doing that. And to me, it came across as if she felt that she had the upper hand. And I just thought, who do you think you are? What do you think you're better than Natasha? Because now he's having you as a side piece. You have always been the side, the like extra character in his life. And even to like, and I just don't understand. You're still featuring as that. And then Natasha finds out, they break up and then she still wants to end up with Big. And for me, I just, none of... I just don't get it. I just don't get it. How she is willing to do all of this back and forth with Big and anything, basically, I don't think there's anything Big could do to her that she wouldn't take. And for me, I feel like the only reason he even married her and ended up with her is because he had decided... I've done all the stuff that, for me, he, at that point when he ended up with her, it wasn't that he was trying to build a life. He had, in his head, done his life building. He'd done all of the building stuff um, in terms of trying to create a life. He was just at the point where he decided, I just want somebody that I can live out the rest of my days with. Somebody that I can chill with and do X, Y, Z with, as opposed to properly building something together. And I just think, fine, that's cool. You can do that. 
But he really has just used and abused you up and down and just kept you waiting in the wings. And again, they weren't equally yoked because even in the second movie, you see that Carrie still wants to be out and about wearing stupid dresses and going to these (laughs) events in her 40s. And this man just wants to come home, drink a glass of scotch and order food with his wife. And watch TV and fall into bed. He's an old man. What did you think when you were marrying a 60-year-old man? Like, what did you think the life was going to be? Are you not tired of running around? I just don't get it. The way that man was so excited about a TV, Carrie's face, you could just tell... Even after everything, these people are not on the same page. I'm sorry, it's who she deserves. It just leads me to believe it'll be divorced. That's what I was thinking, that they might be divorced in the new um, season. Yeah. Because just all of that, I'm sorry, it is, it's who she deserves. Yeah. But she just wasn't, it almost, it's like TV karma, a TV show karma for the way she treated um, Aiden to end up with Big and for him to still not even adapt or change for her at all. And it all started with this stupid proposal where he proposed to her with a shoe. There's just so many things that are so irritating with that. There's so many things wrong with that relationship. Do you know what I feel like? You can always be rest assured. As you know how you can be sure that the sun will rise and the sun will set. You can be sure that with Big and Carrie there will always be really stupid, idiotic problems in that relationship because these two were never yeah to be in the series in the movie even at the point where you think finally you know we've done it our girls got into the altar after all these years he's driving there and now he's scared he's a flipping a buyer though i felt bad for her this is why i said i can't absolve absolve him of responsibility because he's an asshole yeah after all these years and then you're going to the altar and you have the flipping audacity to leave a voice message on her phone on her phone I felt sorry for her. Like, when she broke down and she went on the no. day with her friends, I felt sorry for her. Because oh. that's how Aiden probably felt when she cheated. So, how the turntables have turned, <laughs> as Michael Scott says. How the turntables have turned. Oh, you cry in your turned. pillow, girl. So now I think we need to talk about Carrie and her friendships. Because I think although Carrie is a horrible person in relationships, you know you have those people that are really shitty partners, but they're fantastic friends. That's not Carrie Bradshaw. I was literally about to say she's not one of them. (laughs) Exactly. So she is shitty all around. And I think her friendships really put that icing on the cake to let you know that this woman is actually trash. Now, because I really dislike her so much, I have broken it down into her relationship with each of her friends. This is why we call it a dissection. <laughs> um, and do you know what? I forgot to write down. I forgot to write down that time that she um, asked that friend to pay for her shoes. Oh my God, yeah. So let's just start with that since it's in my head. That episode, so guys, for context, that episode, she goes to this baby, like her friend's um, kid's party or whatever. And she bitches about this the whole time she's going there because Carrie Bradshaw is this chain-smoking, blonde bombshell who never <laughs> wants to have kids. But then she broke up with Aiden because he wanted kids but then was upset with Petrowski because he didn't want kids. This woman doesn't know what she wants. Make it make sense. So she goes to this party and the woman's like, yeah, leave your shoes at the door, which is fine. Um, And then she leaves her shoes at the door and comes back and somebody's taken them. Now, I found that really weird because I don't know if someone stole them or if they just took the wrong shoes, but you don't mistake (laughs) them. They were stolen. I mean, you're grown ass age. They were stolen. And literally, and she makes this big thing about like her friend basically paying for the shoes back, which I think is extremely horrible, especially because her friend was like, listen, we have like, didn't she have like two kids? We have two kids. $450 on a pair of shoes is absolutely ridiculous. And I think even if you're a single person who just wants to spend their life their time drinking and smoking it's an obscene amount of money to pay on one pair of shoes when you're not flipping like (laughs) 
I don't know, Oprah Winfrey. So it's understandable that this woman wouldn't want her to pay sho- for the wouldn't want to pay for the shoes. And I just I found that really distasteful. I think if it was me, maybe I would have asked for half. Or it's not even the person's fault. I just I just wouldn't have asked for anything back. That's fair. I think it's really weird for her to demanding her friend pays for the shoes. But also, I think it's also really bizarre that a pair of shoes goes missing for your from your own home. If it was outside in the public, I'd be like, yeah, fine. Who told you to leave your shoes? Yeah, yeah. in some random place with strangers. Okay, I guess this is your friend's house. You don't know everybody there, but I would be damned if someone came up in my house and was stealing shoes. I know. I'm literally looking at that friend sideways, like, who are these people that you, you know? That are stealing shoes. So I get why, like, I would be annoyed. Like, who the fuck are your friends that are stealing shoes that can't you buy their own fucking shoes? Like, that's weird. <laughs> and also, if I was the friend, not that I would be like, okay, like, even though she's like, okay, I can't pay for it, fine. Like, that's not even the issue. But if I was the friend, I, like, if it was my house, the shoes yeah. were stolen from. I would stop and be like, what the fuck is going on, guys? How are these shoes stolen? Because I, if you can steal somebody's shoes, right, you can steal stuff from me. So that's why I'm like, yeah, why wasn't the yeah. friend concerned? I mean, I do agree with that. There should have been a lot more investigation. But I think it's just Carrie's entitlement. It rubs me off the the, the wrong way. Yeah, that's fair. I feel <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we just, I'm, I decided to start with Charlotte. So I think the worst friendship moment she had with Charlotte is the, I think, iconic moment where she got into an argument with Charlotte oh over not giving God. her money for her house. We've kind <laughs> yeah. I've discussed this quite a few times on the pod already but it has to be one of Carrie's worst moments and I think this is just that everything about Carrie that she does is entitled I mean we've had this conversation with her entitlement to Aiden thinking that he should forgive her when uh, after she cheated we, we had this conversation about all sorts of aspects to do with her personality but this for me really takes the biscuit because just because Charlotte gives off the impression she's a rich girl just because you think you know that she's rich you still don't know what financial situation she is how can you sit there and expect and it wasn't like she was asking for like hundred pounds or hundred dollars, she wanted twenty five thousand pounds. It was forty thousand dollars, wasn't it? Forty. Yes. Forty thousand, and you wanted this money because you had spent your money on shoes. So it's just for me, it's the entitlement. Because even if she was asking for ten pounds, and you know my financial situation, how dare you just assume that because you think you know my financial situation, I have to give you this money? What? Why? How? Sorry. When in this universe did I become responsible for you, another grown woman who makes money and spends it on whatever she wants? Like, how should I? be responsible and not only that other people had offered Charlotte uh, Carrie money and she turned them down so then why are you now banging down somebody's door just because she didn't offer literally it's not my job I, I'll offer if I if the spirit moves me but the spirit would never move me to offer an overgrown child money on the flip side I'm like for me if it was me if I could afford that $40,000 and that was my best friend because Charlotte and Carrie are supposedly best friends in this show and they needed money for whatever I would pay it like if it was if it was going to be water for ducks back for me I would just give it to them. Not her banging down my door, but I would offer the same way Miranda and Samantha offered. I would offer the same way. And if she took it, that's fine. And if she doesn't want to take it, cool. I wouldn't offer it because specifically I wouldn't offer it to someone like Carrie because she's irresponsible. I would offer it to a friend who has like, obviously is doing everything they should be doing, but just ends up really meeting. Carrie could have saved that money, but she spent it on shoes. She spent it on cigarettes. She spent it on drinking. She spent it on clothes. That is not somebody who's responsible. So it's like fucked about your whole life. And then I need to come out in and sweep your mess up for you. I'm not going to do that. I can be friends with you, but I'm not going to because you'll never get that money back from Carrie, by the way. So that's the thing for me. When I, even if I give somebody money and they say they want to borrow something and they say they're going to pay me back. For me, I'm the kind of person that only ever lends money that I'm willing to lose because it's no guarantee that you're going to always get it back. So for me, once I've given it, I've kind of forgotten about it. If I get it back, 
great you know that's true I just think it's the principle of the fact that this is a woman who has done absolutely nothing in her life to display maturity or to set herself up for the future (laughs) and then now like life is coming at her quickly Um, she is looking for people to pay her way for and it's a it's a common theme with her someone always has to bail her out always has to save her and I love the speech Charlotte gave to her also it's just that I wish she'd stuck in her guns and not given her the the ring I just think it was I think also Carrie does a really good job of guilt tripping her friends because whilst yes I think Charlotte wanted to stand firm in that seeing Carrie forever moping about being upset and being sad that her friend doesn't want to help her out I am not surprised that Charlotte gave into that guilt yeah Oh, guilt tripped. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So another time she was a shitty friend to Charlotte was when Charlotte had fertility issues and Carrie was nowhere to be found. No one could locate her. There was a missing persons picture. Where is Carrie? Because Carrie was all all over New York in her own world. She was not there for Charlotte. I think it was Miranda who pulled through for Charlotte at that time. Yeah, so, it's yeah. true. I mean, that's again the thing. Whenever Carrie's having an issue with her personal life, whether it be an issue with Berger, for example, she rounds all of her friends rally Regardless together. Regardless of what's going on in their lives. She's ghost. Yeah. To make her feel better. Exactly. And to make her feel better. And when somebody else is going through something in their lives, Carrie isn't there. If there's something more important, it could be she saw a man at a coffee shop that she's now besotted with. She would rather spend her time there than with her friends. And I'm just then, like, yeah. And that theme repeats itself because do you know what you may not remember? The night of the post-it note when, um, yeah, that night, the reason they all went out was to celebrate Charlotte's engagement. And do you, does anyone even remember that? What we remember is that Carrie got broken up with yes, This is the thing, you can't even park your own shit for a second to just let someone exactly. else have the spotlight. It has to always Honestly. be about you. It was literally Charlotte's engagement party and exactly, nobody remembers. because it's always Who about cares? Carrie. And then, like, that's so true, because all you really remember from that scene is her and Berger had an argument because of what he said to Miranda. So now we move on to Miranda... And I think there's a lot to unpack with Miranda. There's a lot because Miranda calls herself Carrie's bestie. And I think Carrie feels like that's a bestie. But it's, yeah, Miranda has suffered in her hands. Miranda has truly suffered in Carrie's hands. Do you know what? I think Carrie's only bestie is Carrie. That is it. Um, and she doesn't, even, she doesn't even treat that bestie right because she self-sabotages. So all in all, this woman is two shits. Um, the first thing is Carrie did not show any tact when she was moving to, Mar- um, to Paris. So there was no consideration of how Miranda would feel and I know that if you're making a major life change it's not about you know your friends whatever it's about you but at the same time these are people you came to love and are your soulmates but there was no tact there was no understanding of the fact that these people are literally going to miss me and this is a big you know end of an era isn't she going to miss them like I'm so confused these are supposed to be your sisters that you have chosen to do life with and then for you you are literally moving to a whole new country and you are just you've not even acknowledged the fact that you're not going to see them again your routines that you like have with these ladies are going to be no more there's no talk of how your friendship or how you're going to manage that kind of you know distance and stuff and it's just like and then when Miranda was upset and stuff Carrie also just didn't understand why she was upset like what kind of friend are you yeah she's too shit that's the kind of friend she is i don't know why they kept her around <laughs> you really can't stand her <laughs> i can't stand her I'm, i told you i'm getting the same cramp i got last week and it's because of her um, so this is the bit that i think is carrie's worst moment 
So Carrie sent Ada to help Miranda when Miranda fell on the floor and was naked in her bathroom. Because what was she doing at that time anyway? Who does that? And then she had a meeting with her, her editor that she was ill-prepared for, so she had to rush off, which again is indicative of her whole life. <laughs> and she sent Aiden and Miranda was mortified. I would be mortified. Why is your boyfriend seeing me naked? And then and naked. And then literally when she comes to apologise, she doesn't even come and apologise and like really make it about Miranda. She comes with these shitty bagels and then like starts talking to Miranda about um, some issues she has with this woman that likes Aiden. And it's like, hold on. Are you even going to understand the fact that your boyfriend had to carry me from the floor naked? Do you know how mortifying that would be? I called on you as a friend. Carrie is a very interesting character because there is no point she can ever park whatever crap is going on with her life to fully be present and acknowledge the stuff that her friends want to talk about. Like they might, you, so you might start yeah. a conversation and Miranda might talk about, okay, this is what's happening in my life. And you will discuss that for two minutes. And within two minutes, Miranda might mention, I don't know, butter. And Carrie will find any words to try and steer the conversation back to her to talk about whoever the hell she wants to talk about. Usually big. And I'm like, that is a special kind of skill. <laughs> She's a psychopath. Um, also, when, when Miranda was considering having an abortion, uh, Carrie spent three days wandering around the city talking about what her life would be like if she was in the city. Can, no, but can you actually just deep it like can you imagine your friend is going through a situation rather than you to gather collect the six brain cells you have to rub together she spends the time wondering (laughs) wandering through the streets of new york wondering what her life would have been like if she was in that situation that's mental three whole days is what i don't understand and then not only does she wonder she then goes to the same restaurant when she met the guy that got her pregnant that she had an abortion for and like the guy doesn't even recognize and you're sitting there and you're thinking okay so what the fuck was the point of this three days that's the thing i think carrie cannot just remove herself from a situation yeah and see okay we're talking about this person let me give them advice for them she always has to plug herself into it and they go on off on a tangent about it's like, ridiculous she, the self-absorption is like it's astounding and in those three days miranda was in turmoil and you were not there for her when it, okay what i want to know is when has she ever been there for any of her friends i feel like that would be a good task like when would she, she ever really been there <laughs> I do have some times when she was decent. Oh, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> decent. Um, so she dragged Miranda to stalk Big's mum, which I didn't like as well. Don't bring me, in, involve me in your bullshit. Although, although, if a friend of mine wanted to stalk some guy's parents that she was dating, I would go. <laughs> I would do it. I mean, fair enough. It, it depends on how you view it. Um, <laughs> she blew Miranda off to meet Big that day, the day Miranda met Steve. I can't Steve. stand that. that. Stuff like that really pisses me off. Yeah. Because for me, and I know lots of women do it, but for me, if I've made plans with my friends, then those are the plans. That comes before. That 100%. Men come and go. Literally, it's just if I made plans with anyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally. I don't understand women that are so quick to blow off their friends the second a guy comes into the picture. And of all guys, Big, that strung you along for as long as he did. That's who you're blowing off your girlfriends for. It's, it's truly nonsense. So we move on to Samantha. This is another one that was very problematic. So she slut-shamed Samantha a lot. I think we've discussed this as well when we spoke about Samantha in the first episode. So there was the instance when she walked in on Samantha giving a blowjob. Um, and funnily enough, in that episode, Samantha was doing free PR work for Carrie's book cover. And it's just, again, she's such a succubus. <laughs> Succubus is a great word. Like you just see, like her to have her in your life to be drained, literally, because it's like this woman is doing free like work for you, and then you're there calling her all types of sluts and hoes. Like, hun, 
Hun, like have some, have some sense. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I just, I just can't stand her. And that for me was, it was too shit. Like I cannot be doing something for you for free and you're calling me your hoe and a this and a that. And like, fair enough, it's uncomfortable to walk in on your friend, like in a sexual, like whatever. But we're, yeah. we're, kid, yeah, we're not kids, we're adults. Yeah, like, honestly, shit happens, it's an accident. Just keep it pushing. Like, it's not like she's always slapping dicks in your face. <laughs> slanging dick everywhere she isn't doing that like that is the thing literally and you're meant to be a sex you're meant to be a sex writer you're meant to be a sex whatever and columnist that's the thing i don't understand it's just like it was a pure accident so you walked in on on your friend doing something that you have yourself done in different situations you just walk out you let it go you forget about it that's literally it that's like that needs to be the beginning and the end so um in the movie she called samantha fat i don't know if we all remember that scene when samantha came back she'd been with what was that guy's name that samantha was dating again i always forget his name jared smith jared i really liked him as well i liked him as much as i liked aiden but I realise we, we don't really talk about him as much because I guess he wasn't like... Um, I mean... He was... But it's weird because he was Samantha's um, like long-term relate partner. Like one of the very few or the only actually long-term partner she had. But we don't discuss him because it's all about Carrie, isn't it? So we don't discuss anything else. We, we don't get to see the depth of other things because it's all about fucking Carrie and her stupid Malonos. <laughs> So true, so true. But also, I love a Manolo. Let's not let's not blame let's the not Manolos. Blame the shoe. <laughs> um, so yeah, she she calls her that when she comes to back to New York from LA um, after like she's lived moved in with Jared, um, which again is just shit. Um, it's so she's cheeky. Just so cheeky. Like um, Carrie judged Samantha for dating Maria. I don't know if you remember that whole date. That you know she for a sex columnist, she's so prude. Like she's such a prude. Like anytime sex is not heterosexual and missionary, she doesn't. Oh, Act. <laughs> literally like every time there's a hint of like lgbt she's like oh no that is the thing i'm like but a sex columnist you really have such a closed narrow-minded view of how people like explore that part of their life literally like, yeah it doesn't make any sense that's why i know that her columns are shit <laughs> Um, I'm sorry guys, oh I really hate her. So Samantha was li- on chemo, okay? Literally on chemo. Carrie walks in and starts talking about how great her relationship with Petrovsky is. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, are you actually flipping kidding me? I am on chemo here, like trying to get this cancer out of my system. And you walk into this room t- telling me about Petrovsky. Like, are you not even going to ask me how I am? Okay, so fun facts about Carrie Bradshaw, but also I decided to just do fun facts on the show okay. because we all know we've reached the end of the road. Ah. Oh my God. <laughs> I literally was cleaning on Sunday and I was singing at the top of my like lungs and my dad recorded me and I was like, that's not me singing. I don't sound that bad. Oh Stop it. Oh my goodness. You edited that shit. <laughs> But yeah, guys, so I decided to see some really cool fun facts I found about the show It's like in general. So obviously we all know that the show was built, uh, based on um, a book written by Candice yes. uh, Bushnell. Um, and she was like a New York divorcee and it was about her and her friends. Yeah. But like, I think she's come out to say that not everybody's bit exactly based off of... Yeah, exactly. It's used for inspiration. But she does give me Carrie vibes. Does she? Yeah, but she, yeah, yeah, she I gives can me Carrie that. vibes. I can see that. <laughs> Um, Carrie's address isn't real. Yep. Um, I never really remembered what her dress was, but apparently it's not real. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker was nervous about the sexual content of the show. And I think that plays into why the character Carrie yeah, is so prudish. Because 
such a prude because um, SJP did not want to do like any nude scenes. She only really wanted to kiss on scene. So if you actually watch the show, a lot of times you'd see her kiss like yeah. her love interest and then they would wake up and be in bed yes. and she'd be wearing like cute underwear, but you'd never see like, it wouldn't be like Samantha where you'd literally see full on. Like even um, Charlotte. SJP is Carrie. Like I think she's Carrie yeah, in her yeah. life. I believe that she's a Carrie. <laughs> I believe that she's actually yep. a Carrie. Carrie is my new word for Carrie. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel like this is why they also had to write the character of Carrie uh, to be quite prudish. Um, Which doesn't make sense so, if you're a sex columnist. Make it make sense. This is what I'm saying. They could have just made her something else. She didn't have to be a sex columnist. She could have been a really... If she was even a relationship columnist, it would have made more sense. To be fair, I guess it is. She is a sex and relationships columnist. But even about all of it, she's just Swedish and she just asks Swedish. stupid questions. So, I don't know. Um, characters broke fourth wall they in did. two you seasons. And I fucking hated that <laughs> I shit. I kind of liked it. I was it. like, no, 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 no. I was like, I can hear your thoughts already. I don't want you looking to me and chatting the shit. Like, I, yeah, But wait, I is that just towards it. Carrie or all of the characters? You, you know, I don't have a lot of love for any fair of them, enough. really. Other than maybe Miranda. I didn't want to hear what any of them had to say. And I just felt... I was going to say, to be fair, my favourites are Miranda and Tamara. Charlotte always had good hair, uh, but I understand what I mean. I, I did enjoy it. But I didn't mind my switch. Yeah, I don't think it's that kind of party anyways with that show. Mm, it's not the kind of party fair. where you need to break the fourth true, wall. True. So Carrie's famous tutu in the opening scene was only $5. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the book she borrowed, Love Letters of Great Men, didn't really exist. Um, and whilst playing Carrie, Sarah Jessica Parker would spend 18 hours in heels. That's what Charlotte was so upset about. I can't remember the ca- the actress's name, but that was Kristen what she Davies. was so upset about. Like, that's what bothered her about the show. Not all of the other problematic not the stuff. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, not that. <laughs> Um, season five only had eight episodes in because of uh, Sarah Jess Harker's pregnancy, and it also had the worst outfits. They didn't need to do that season. They didn't need to do it. Literally, they could have just been like, "Okay, you're pregnant. Let's just leave this For scene out. We'll have a longer break." It was such an unnecessary season. It's also really impressive. I think it's really impressive, and maybe it's a skill to fit all of the bad outfit choices in such a short season all together. They were like, "We have one season of eight yeah, episodes to it, make guys. the worst outfit clothes, <laughs> outfit choices that we can." Let's do it. Let's, guys, I know we can Get do it. Get ready, let's go. I'm Vamanos. Everybody, let's go. <laughs> there wasn't one redeeming, there was not one redeeming outfit in that whole episode. <laughs> Season, sorry. How? Oh my How was there not one? That's oh, I'm getting so stressed out. <laughs> that was the episode, season of the um, pedal pusher trousers. That is so Oversized embarrassing. Top. Like, come on. Really? Really? I think it's because, do you know why? It's because they tried so hard to hide the pregnancy. They were just throwing fabric. Let's just throw all the fabric yeah. on her and nobody will know she's pregnant. No. She just and it's like stupid. we knew. Yes. And it's like we can tell she's pregnant. Yeah, Stop what, it. Why so many clothes? Do you think Carrie's ever dressed like this before? She's the one that was wearing those hot pants with some red like bandeau top and some like girl. She doesn't like to wear clothes. She was the one that wore a belt on her stomach. We know. We she'll know. show her midriff. Like she enjoys doing that. The fabric was too much. It was way too much fabric. I feel like they could have hidden it a lot better. Yeah. Um, so Natasha, Big's wife, always wears white. And this was kind of like a way to convey to the message that she had sorry to the audience that she had a vanilla personality I didn't get that I didn't get that like I thought yeah. so the thing is I thought her personality was like bland but not because I think she was a bland person but it's because we didn't know her we didn't have the opportunity exactly. to know her so for me she was just somebody that we didn't know exactly and also she, everything is from fucking Carrie's perspective True. so Carrie obviously is going to say that she's bland and vanilla because you want to shag her yeah. man I'm sorry I don't know it's Carrie like sorry was Carrie like vibrant 
No. Is it because of all the colourful clothing that she wore? Carrie was absolutely boring. She was just a bitch. Oh, yeah. So vibrant. So vibrant. Um, Carrie's romance with a uh, financer, Mr Big, was inspired on by a real person. His name was Ron Galotti, um, who Bushnell dated. Oh! But, like, I googled this guy and it was like, this guy is giving me, like, Mr Big himself as a character has big dick energy. Girl. Like, he carries himself like he's slang. Um, this I Ron would, guy... I would. He has cocktail sausage energy. <laughs> I was like, this is not the guy that you could base Mr. Big on. It's kind of insulting. I agree. I'm just like, how did you get... I, I, do you know what I think Candace did? She projected everything she wanted from Big onto this guy because I also <laughs> saw him. I was just thinking to myself, sorry, who is this dude? Like, why? This is not a dude that will have me running up and down New York City like a damn fool. Honestly, he was giving me weasel vibes. Yeah. I was like, he might have money. Maybe it's the money. It's still Maybe not he enough money. You need the, the charisma. You need the whole yeah. energy with it. Like, you need the swag the money is not enough yeah. and I, that's the thing I would say about Mr Big like I remember watching it even uh, consistently I was like you know what yeah I'd be damned if he had me looking I'd be damned if he had me looking so stupid and embarrassed up and down but I definitely yeah. would date I would date Big I see it I see it yeah I, I got it yeah I, I understood it I see it he's the kind of guy you date for like a year and you you know you enjoy your yes. life you get as much as you can and then you bounce that's the problem Carrie didn't know that she needed that to bounce part. but in terms of would you or would you not you definitely, definitely would date a Mr. Would, Big but I wouldn't hedge all my bets on him because I already know this one yeah. is for the streets this man is for the literally. streets literally and you two will be in the streets whilst you're dating him but you you enjoy yourself so the note telling Carrie to wear the Vivian Westwood dress um, was actually written by Westwood herself mm, okay after this movie end, uh, aired so that's the first movie um, they had to restock the dress on Netterporter and it sold out within a matter of hours that's impressive and I I just want to say who bought that dress it was so ugly and it's cursed Americans it's cursed I wonder how many of those women that wore those dresses are still married it's cursed oh my god that should be oh my goodness if you are listening to this and you bought that dress and you wore it for your wedding please let us know let if us know. you are still married I would like to know yeah. I want to see something we're doing a poll let us know please <laughs> yeah I, I would like to see it <laughs> no because seriously that dress was ugly and why would I ever want to recreate like anything Carrie has done in that relationship in my own life you're, you're, you're inviting evil into your life do you know what that's fair yeah I just I, I don't understand actually I don't understand for me because personally I wouldn't have bought that dress but also on the flip side I do understand because people love to buy stuff that celebrities have also yeah. I think people like to hype up things that celebrities are doing for the sake of it like when they said Pippa Middleton had a butt like just they said her ass was so huge and I was looking like where but the whole world was in some sort of agreement not me though about this like badonka no. dog that just didn't exist so people do it <laughs> but this is why like sorry to digress but when people say that oh Megan's lying the media isn't racist budge, 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 <sighs> this is a media that came and told you that Pippa's bum was big and you think they tell the truth does that not tell you everything Th- thank exactly. you exactly if they wow. tell you anything know that the opposite is true you know I'm like are you not for real we all have eyes and we all have realised this was a damn lie and yet we think this is not we think they are people that will tell us the truth come on no journalistic integrity at come all come on all. <laughs> it was that day I thought Brits could lie, yeah, but it was that day that I really knew Brits had lie. Lie. And they're insane with their <laughs> lies as well. Insane. So Sarah Jessica Parker got to keep at least 70% of her wardrobe show. So everything That's basically really that was cool. rented or from a designer. That is really, really cool. So you just um, basically did shopping on the set. Literally. Imagine. But the thing is just that like she had a lot of shit outfits. But then I feel like I've seen SJP as well <laughs> in shit outfits. So this is yeah. why I mean she is Carrie. She is Carrie. She wore a black wedding dress to her wedding. 
Yeah, also, she's that's Carrie. the thing. That's the thing why I'm, exactly why I believe Carrie, because she also, in the show, wanted a black diamond engagement yes. ring. Yes, and that's, I feel like that's the kind oh, of thing SJP would One million percent. She basically played herself in the show. That is it. Because also, apart from the overt sex stuff, which she also changed to be less overtly sexy, and like, to, like in terms of showing sex, because that's the only thing I think would have been super different from her personality. So she, SJP just, just played herself. But her single self, single carefree yeah, self. I'm happy that I was justified in my dislike for SJP. <laughs> I've always disliked her, but I never knew really? why. Now I, oh, now wow. I know why. Yeah, oh, damn. I mean, so, Kim Kattar also agrees with so. Exactly. And Kim, Kim seems more like my kind of girl, anyway. She seems cool, man. I'd like to have a drink with Kim. Kim, if you're ever around, if you're ever in London, hit us up. I mean, after the lockdown, but yeah. Um, so the final one is a really interesting one. Throughout the show, Carrie asks 92 um, questions. Wow. question was, is it time to stop questioning? And I was like, yeah, fucking, it was time to stop questioning from season one. <laughs> thinking can you imagine what her questions would have been in this lockdown oh my god i would love to know oh my goodness that would be so good guys please tweet us with your carrie bradshaw inspired questions and we will share them yeah we'll do a thread on twitter we'll share them on instagram and we will like pick some of our favorites and let you know but please send them through like send them in i would love to know it's just like she would be like and as now covid was 19 i said wonder am i 19 at heart so well New York was in lockdown I was trapped but was my heart in lockdown too <laughs> oh my god have you been practicing oh my god I also need to practice some of Literally. mine I'm going to share some of mine as well <laughs> guys if you can do like tweet them to us we will do a video reading them out we'll do a series of videos reading them out please <laughs> We'll read out our favourite ones in the video. Also, what I'm going to do... Oh, my God, what I would love to do... I'm going to pull up all of her 92. I think I might cut some of them out, but I'm going to host a clubhouse room where we answer... It will be a series of rooms. That's more than 50 Cent asked. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Answering her questions for real. You know um, what my answer is going to be. You know what oh my, my answer is going to be. All her I do, I do. You are a dumb bitch. Let, every, let, that's the answer to every current question. Bye. Oh my God. Let's see what the people have to say. I'm going to host a couple of um, yeah, clubhouse rooms under the character replay group. So make sure you follow that, guys. As you're the in the stimulus night. check hit, I wondered, would I be stimulated with egg? That's the final one. <laughs> Do you know what? This is a skill because how? I don't know why it was God bless me with this useless talent. Other people can sing and dance and I can do this stupid carry question talent. No, I love it. That is actually hilarious. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. So this is okay. my favourite part of our episodes when we close off with a character. It's the alternate end- ending. I love the alternate ending. I love ending. it. It's just, it, just, it just makes you dream. It makes you happy. Yeah, it does. So my first only... one was Carrie growing the hell up and sorting herself out. Like, I would have loved to that have seen have grow from Carrie. And I think maybe leaving Paris without Big's help would have been a really good kind Finally of ending. Doing exactly. For and I feel like the writers in this show underestimate how much would want to see growth from, uh, from Carrie. I think they I think they had this thing where they were like, okay, we've, we've got a winning model here with her as an individual. So let's just not add any growth to her. Because literally the way she started yes. is the way she left. And she was meant to be in her late 20s when that, or early 30s. Yeah, mid 30s when she started. Like, when that show started. She was like 35. Exactly. And and then literally she leaves the show and there's literally she's still the same person. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So that was one of uh, my alternate yeah, endings. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it would have been good for her to like grow up, get it together. So one of my alternate endings, and I don't know if you're going to agree with this. I think it's too nice for Carrie. But I would have liked to see her end up with Aiden. And I think maybe more for Aiden oh than my God. herself. Yes, because, like, I, I 
I don't know. I just would have liked to see, like, because I don't. I just think it would have been a good relationship. I think she would have grown it. It would have been good for her. Um, and it was just nice. Like they were happy together. Aiden, like, just was a great guy. They seemed happy and stuff together. I think it would have been really interesting to see how that would have changed Carrie, but also the dynamic and her friendships, because I think that would have changed that. But yeah, who knows. I think that you're right. Like, I would have wanted to see her end up with Aiden because that would have forced growth. Um, I think Aiden would have made her a lot more compassionate, less selfless. It would He would have shown her a different side to life in terms of the things that are and aren't important. Um, so I definitely would have loved to have seen it. And I think it would have made her a better yeah, friend, if I'm being quite honest. So I think it would have been good for her friendships. Um, yeah, I think she would have been a better friend for that relationship. So I would have liked to have seen that. Um, I also would have liked to have seen her stay in Paris after breaking up with Petrovsky and just living her life. I think she would have done well in Paris. I'm not. I'm oh not going to like say what I want to say because I don't want to insult any like Parisians. No, but... I get that. And to be fair, actually, I would have liked to see her, even if she stayed with Petrovsky. I would have liked to see, uh, yeah, stay with him. But they just like she developed her own life and her her own friends and personality there and she like they were just they, they were still together for like companionship stuff but she wasn't running around after him like a lost puppy dog and she like they had their own lives they did their own things and then they came together and like enjoyed one another's company I would have liked to see that happen too mm. Yeah, I think also one thing I noticed about yeah. that breakup is that Carrie doesn't know how, she doesn't have staying power. I'm not saying that Petrovsky was right in everything he did, but you don't just walk out of a relationship. It's not like she tried to have a conversation with him about, okay, this and this and this is what you're doing that I really don't like. True. And I think you're right. Has- I guess maybe that would have taken growth, which Carrie did not display. But I think it would have been really good to see them have like almost like a, like you see people that have these arrangements. They live together, they're a couple, they love yes. each other deeply, but they almost lead separate lives and when they, when they have time for each other, they come together. And I think that would have really suited Carrie because she didn't want the conventional relationship that Aiden had to offer. Um, you know, and it seems like the reason why every time there was any sort of sense of stability, she would clam up and run away. That's... It seems the only thing she was comfortable with was the uncertainty big off. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, Carrie really needs to do her own personal work for herself because it's clear that she was obviously afraid of commitment. And actually, even if, if you don't want to commit, that's fine. And that's why I agree that I think the arrangement where that with Trotsky might have worked for her but the thing with Carrie is that she was so for somebody that was a writer and that asked 92 questions she was terrible at communicating with like her friends and people that she was dating for some reason she expected yeah. these men just to read her mind and know what she was talking about and know what she wanted and it's just like that doesn't make sense mm. like how do you just leave someone like okay you, you weren't happy with how Petrovsky was yeah. too tight but how do you just up and go to someone like that and leave without actually communicating to him this is these are my issues this is, this is the problem now I want to leave you're just up and leaving because some other guy has now come and rescued you because you're perpetually a damsel in distress it's crazy it's so crazy um, yeah I, I think what people forget as viewers is because you can hear Carrie's thoughts true, you always forget true. that like she's actually not communicating what she's saying so from Petrovsky's side they've come to Paris yeah he's been busy he came for an art whatever um, he does a show and then she's like she wants to leave it doesn't add up so yeah that was flipping weird um, but yeah guys we've reached the end of Carrie Bradshaw thank god I'm tired I need a serious nap now <laughs> Oh my goodness. The thing is, I don't play. It's for sticking with us. It's been a long road, but we made it. Yeah, we made it there. Yeah, we got there in the end. <laughs> this is, oh this, hating this woman is what started this podcast. So to be fair, an acknowledge, we owe her something. There we go. Hate to say it. 
<laughs> we are no longer in that. We acknowledge your existence, your sad little existence. What what a sad little life, oh my, Jane. Oh my god, that sad little life speech is my favorite. I hope you're happy, Carrie. Your sad little life. It's my favorite thing of whole of all time. Like literally. <laughs> Oh my god, imagine. <laughs> Guys, thank you for rocking with us. We have a break, a much deserved one, might I add. Yeah, I'm gonna take a short little break, guys. But we'll be back before you know it. And uh Elle, do you wanna tell the people who or what show we are coming back with? Absolutely. Drum roll, please. We will be doing Modern Family for the next show. Whoop! Yes, I'm so excited for oh this God, one. I have so many controversial opinions. There's just one particular <laughs> character that everybody loves that I hate. I just like, I like it. It, it feels with fire. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And similarly, there is like, there is a character that everyone loves that I think people fail to see the issues with this character. But we'll get into it. Yeah. yeah. But before we leave, I just have to say this thing. Lily! I love that. No, Cam is so hilarious. There are so many, like, sound bites and clips and quotes from Modern Family. Like, oh my goodness, that he is hilarious. So I'll tell the people where they can find us. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under Character Replay. And if you're on Clubhouse, we also have a group on Clubhouse called Character Replay. Make sure you follow that group to keep up to date with when we host rooms on different characters and shows. And yeah. movies. You well. will only ever find me on Clubhouse if we're hosting a room. I avoid that place. <laughs> Where can they find you, Forens? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Forens with two underscores. And I also have another podcast I host with a lovely lady called BD. And that is called Two Girls, One Dark. So listen to that one. Yeah, check it out. Where can they find you, Elle? Um, you find me on, again, Twitter and Instagram under Living by L. And I also have a website, www.livingbyl.co.uk. Check yeah, it out. I saw your little post about uh, flower baths this summer. Yeah. I was like, I'm this so bitch excited. is living lavish. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, thanks for rocking with us. This has been fun. We'll catch you. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Catch Bye. you on the next episode. Bye.